Spartan headquarters. This is De La Pod, a program taking listeners behind the scenes of the fabled De La Salle Athletics program. And now your hosts, Spartan alum and longtime broadcaster, Pat O'Rourke. With all things athletic guy and newly minted podcast nerd, Coach Derek Brown. And welcome back to another edition of De La Pod, along with Derek Brown, Pat Rourke back with you. And we're pleased to welcome in uh, my color analyst for De La Salle TV games on Vimeo and NFHS Network, Damon Esper. And uh, Damon, great to have you on. Uh, looking forward to another exciting season of Spartan football uh, coming off a year, which last year, 10 and three, but it's another NCS Open Championship. And we saw some really good games last year. And looking at the schedule uh, for this upcoming season, looks like we've got some more good games on the docket for this year. Yeah, it should be another good year. It should be fun. It should be uh, uh, exciting. Uh, uh, I think there's a lot of questions that uh, people are going to have about De La Salle this season, Um, you know, which makes things interesting, I think. For sure. You know, in terms of I think uh, there's a, you know, maybe a thoughts out there that uh, the Spartans, uh, the the dominance they've had and maybe they're they're more vulnerable. And certainly that NorCal, you know, streak that was, has been talked about so much uh, ended last year with Folsom's win over the Spartans. And it was also a year streak that Spartans had over San Joaquin schools. So it's natural for people to think the Spartans are vulnerable coming in another year. At the same time, the Spartans got to be feeling pretty good as they've had a full year of workouts. Of course, they haven't been able to do that since the, the 2019 season. Uh, we're going to have some new players breaking in, but I, I think it's it's pretty exciting when you look at the schedule uh, put together. We've got some, I think we're going to have some really, a lot of evenly matched uh, games on the schedule in terms of like, you know, the rematch they're going to have against Folsom should be really good. St. Francis, of course, the team that beat the Spartans last year, uh, Sarah, we know is good. That will be an ESPN game. Monterey Trail, we know will be it's a lot better than what they were last year. I, I just think it's you know we've got a new team, we've got a lot of new players out there. It's going to be really interesting to see how they adjust, and they aren't going to have a whole lot of time because these games right off the bat are going to be pretty difficult. Yeah, and uh, I was watching the film from the scrimmage uh, today, and uh, they played three different teams. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't actually able to be out there. But I can tell you, Pittsburgh looked really good against the De La Salle defense. And uh, so certainly we know that Pittsburgh's loaded. They got a lot of good players. They got guys going to big schools. You know, this is not a surprise that Pittsburgh's good. But um, they they scored a couple of touchdowns against De La Salle's defense in that scrimmage. And you don't want to over... You know, you, you don't want to say, oh, my God, the scrimmage, that means, you know, but it's it's uh, it's your first kind of chance at actual game type conditions before the season. I think there's, you know, they have to replace a lot of guys on the in the secondary and uh, there, there's the secondary is the strength of the team last year on defense. And so the, the good news is they got a lot of linemen back on both sides of the ball. And that's usually where the strength of De La Salle football is. But it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, yeah, and you brought up the the secondary, and I think yeah, that's it is something that uh, we're gonna you know we're gonna find out about at some point in terms of the how the Spartans are gonna defend against other teams' passing attacks with so many spread 
teams out there and so forth, teams that like to spread out and have send multiple receivers on routes like Pittsburgh. I mean, it is going to be certainly a, a big test. And of course, so hopefully we'll see a Spartan uh, Pittsburgh rematch uh, in the NCS Open Championship game at the end of the season. And I think also when you go to other, like when you're talking about uh, secondaries, what guys, a lot of those guys kind of play in skill possessions on, on offense usually. And, and I think that's something also that, you know, with, whether it's Carson or Tua playing quarterback, because uh, I'm sure we'll see both of them. I mean, I mean, I think we'll see both of them at some point. But I, I think it, one thing the Spartans can do is, you know, is, is help those guys out with uh, skill guys. But it's tough when you lose a guy like Zeke Barry, and of course he wasn't the only one. There were other skill guys. I mean, they were the depth they had last year. You know, when you could go, I mean, as far as of course Charles Greer's coming back, but you had like Zeke Barber, AJ Bianchina, Demoni Perkins, and so forth. A lot of depth at those kind of skill spots last year, and that's going to be interesting this year see how much depth they have at those seal spots this year and, and how much they can they can help out the, the quarterbacks that are you know they're going to be leading the team well in terms of wide receivers they've lost their top four and uh they've they've got their tight ends back and and specifically cooper flanagan is is a a, a big part of that passing game but uh you know they're they're going to have on both sides of the ball you know a lot of times it's the same guys but you know bryant meredith has gone too he was their leading receiver last year um, Freeman's gone, you know, a lot of guys who caught some passes for them are gone. A lot of guys who played on defense, uh, you know, I was kind of skimming through the, uh, depth chart here based on, uh, their game against Folsom at the end of the year. And although, uh, he, uh, Cooper Flanagan didn't play that game, he was hurt. But, uh, if you count Cooper, you got four offensive starters back. But then you have another four guys from the offensive line rotation back. So you got two starters plus four rotation guys uh, on the offensive line. That's huge. That's that alone means that they're going to be uh, they're going to have a, a, a good chance, assuming no injuries, assuming the usual assumptions. They have a chance for the offense to pick it up from last year. And, uh, you know, the offense was kind of a little choppy last year. So I think that's a positive in watching the film in the scrimmage against Pittsburgh. The offense still looked a little bit choppy. Uh, very interesting uh, development here. Uh, the first quarterback who took a snap in that scrimmage was Journey McCoy. So, uh, and then it looked like Carson Sui Sui was the uh, was splitting time with him, where they'd alternate. They don't really do downs series in a normal sense in a scrimmage, but uh, they basically alternated and play. Each of them played uh, and. Uh, you know, so it looks like that's the uh, quarterback depth charts right now heading into the season. Uh, Sui Sui uh, played a little bit last year, but he got hurt and missed a whole chunk of the season. And Journey McCoy ended up kind of playing in the backup role. And we weren't sure what was going to happen. Well, he switched to number 11 this year and he's lining up under center, at least right now. So uh, this could be a, an interesting thing and they might play both. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, it's again in Monterey Trail, the first game on Friday night. Uh, we'll have it for you on uh, De La Salle TV. And you mentioned Journey McCoy. I mean, that's one of the guys as far as you're looking for some, uh, you know, those guys to step up. And that, you know, as far as if he's not playing quarterback, when he's not playing quarterback at that receiver spot and so forth. But, yeah, it's positives along the line. I mean, in terms of what when you got guys coming back, I mean, De La Salle will, will take that. I mean, that's usually what the bread and butter for this program has been, the offensive line over the years. But uh, Derek Thompson, you got a, a hard 
Harvard commit there. And of course, uh, Cooper Powers, TCU. Uh, and then you mentioned Cooper Flanagan, who's part of kind of an extension of that offensive line as a tight end, an excellent pass catcher is going to Notre Dame. So, I mean, we've got the Spartans do have some real talent there on the guys up front and other guys who aren't necessarily committed yet either as well. So I mean, that is, I think, like you mentioned, that's a good starting point for the Spartans. I mean, in terms of, uh, I'm sure Spartan coaches and not just Alan, but over the, over the years and so forth, and you we look at this team, hey, if we can bring back, if we can have a solid offensive line, solid guys up front, I mean, that's kind of where you want to have it more so than than other places. But yeah, maybe that can allow some of the guys, you know, some of the some younger sp- skill position players to emerge behind uh, those guys up front. And there was one year, and I, I, I positive this happened about four years ago or something. There was one year when they lost all ten of their top. You know, they lost their whole first and second team offensive <laughs> line and they were fine, you know, yeah. because this is the program. The program is great at producing offensive linemen, but um, that's they don't have that hard an ask this year. They've got uh, Tommy Rainsford back. They've got uh, Stefan Bakiev back. And uh, so the offensive line and a good chunk of the defensive line, uh, Chase Tofaono is back. Um, you know, these are. There's a lot there's a lot of opportunity here for them to build it up front for sure. And uh, was and also I think curious to see maybe the depth of the team as we go on. I mean, is this team, you know, as far as uh, if guys uh, you mentioned, we talked about some of the injuries from last season, if guys go down. I mean, how is the depth going to be? Is our guys going to step up and be able to uh, take their place? Uh, I mean, I mean, as far as that's one thing, the Spartans, that's staple of the program over the years as well is when guys, guys have stepped up in their place. So that's something that uh, I'm excited to see is we're not excited to see guys go down, but the depth of the team (laughs) and in terms of how guys are developed and so forth, the guys that you're not expecting to emerge right now, but they will emerge as the season goes on. Right, right, right. Yay injuries. Yes. Letters too. No, Um, no, it's exactly right. You know, and and that's the whole point of having depth and the Spartans have that advantage. Um, You know, the the, uh, obviously it's a game of attrition. Everybody that's a cliche, but everybody knows that, that, you know, one of the reasons De La Salle tries, they try to get to that point where they don't have to use guys on both ends of the uh, both offense and defense, but it doesn't always work out. And, and, but they have guys who are ready to step in. They have uh, good depth usually. And uh, I would I would expect that to continue. Um, you know, the, like I, like we said already, the questions are certain skill positions. You know, what's what's going to happen at wide receiver? What's going to happen in the secondary? Uh, especially if Journey's going to be a quarterback, then that means he was he was the best returning player from the secondary from last year if he was going to play in the defensive backfield he's not playing there if he's going to play quarterback no way monterey trail the team they play on friday night is a team that already has a game under their belt um with they've already played Folsom and uh Folsom won that game uh, 47 to 18 but it was a uh you know it was a closer game in that first half and so forth and Folsom i kind of also says a little bit more about them i mean when they win they usually blow teams out and uh and then and they're a team that's on their second quarterback and he looks really good. So uh, when we look at the schedule upcoming this year, I mean, that's, you know, Monterey trail, good test. And then, and of course, another sack Joaquin test is going to come, you know, four weeks later when they go up against Folsom again, and what's going to be a heavily anticipated rematch. And it doesn't seem like Folsom's lost a step too much. When you look at the fact that they lost a good quarterback. Yeah, no Folsom should be strong again. Uh, they lost their uh, starting tight end to an injury, I think, oh, in their yeah. scrimmage. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's a big loss. But they, uh, but they're going to be good. Uh, and of course, they, they, you know, the Spartans uh, lose on a two-point conversion uh, uh, last year in the playoff game, and you know they're right there with them 
uh, and uh, so we we'll we'll see. But I think I think the De La Salle. I always think uh, kind of partially because Lattice always reminded me of John Wooden. I always think about the John Wooden thing. And John Wooden, one of his things was, I don't want to scout the other team. I just want to scout my team. I'm worried about my guys. And Lattice had that similar philosophy. And Alan Baugh, of course, does too. And and I think uh, I think they're. They're probably, I can guarantee you, they fumbled the ball a few times on that scrimmage uh, the other night. Uh, I guarantee you that's the kind of thing that uh, uh, they're talking about this week. There were uh, there was a uh, an interception on the first play from scrimmage on the uh, in the scrimmage. Uh, there's there's uh, the touchdowns as I said they gave up to Pittsburgh. They have plenty on that film that I know they're working on this week, and I think that's their focus uh certainly you uh you know, it's such a weird thing to talk about them you know they lose three games and you know it's a down year for de la salle and on the one hand yeah compared to some of those teams sure on the other hand that's an unfair and ridiculous comparison you know this is a program that uh, you know can't lose three games without everybody going what the heck happened so um you know it, it'll be interesting to see how they do uh against the tough schedule they're going to have to go down to san diego this year against cathedral that that's the long trip during the regular season you mentioned Folsom. Folsom's a big one monterey trail was an interesting team last year they they were getting hammered in their preseason games but they got to league and turned out to be pretty good so uh you know i, I assume they're going to be a pretty good team and obviously st francis boy you know that's that's the one that you know everybody's circling but you know, we'll see, you know, like they, you can't get to St. Francis until you start with Monterey Trail. Yeah. And and Sarah, before that, and St. Francis will be interesting. I mean, when you look at the Cal High Sports State rankings, they have as far as Spartan opponents this year, Sarah's ninth, uh, St. Francis 21st. Uh, I think Monterey Trail's uh, just inside the top 50 at 49, Cathedral Catholic 10th, Folsom 6th, and uh, Clayton Valley Charter 41st. And uh, hopefully they'll meet Pittsburgh in the, later in the year, and who's 13th in the state right now. But uh, I mean, that's that is like some good competition if the Spartans can get through all that and get to the, the bowl game at the end of the year, obviously. I mean, it's still – they're playing about as good of the schedule as far as you can play for Northern California. St. Mary Stockton is a team that's not in the rankings, usually is. And, of course, who knows, maybe by the time the Spartans play them, they could be a team that's uh, that's ranked and, and, and highly regarded. Yeah, sure. And, and uh, this sentence has been said so many times in the last 30 years. But I'm I have not been the one who said it until this, if that means anything. <laughs> Pittsburgh is a real threat in the NCS this year. If that team that I just watched on video is the team that's there at the end for De La Salle, it's a threat. And De La Salle hasn't even had a close game against Pittsburgh since 1993. And there have been some really good teams that produce some really good players that you know, every year they're saying, OK, this is our year. Pittsburgh's the threat. Well, what I saw on tape the other uh, today from the other night is Pittsburgh's the threat. And the thing I respect about Pittsburgh and I, I mean, De La Salle has always respected Pittsburgh. And obviously there's a really good relationship, I think, in terms of when you talk about uh, the two schools. And of course, so, you know, the Pittsburgh, one of the best athletes ever, you know, of course, being a part of De La Salle and Joe Aliotti and so forth. But the, when you look at that, Pittsburgh's the one team in the NCS. I, I think you could I think that they're the only team maybe in the NCS that can say they 
they're never afraid of playing De La Salle in terms of they want to play De La Salle usually. I mean, of course, it hasn't worked out for them since they last upset the Spartans 30 years ago, but they're the team that's never like, hey, they don't want to sidestep them. They're willing to play. Whereas I, I think, you know, not not to disparage anybody else in the NCS, but we've seen other schools in time that really just seem like they don't really want a, a part of it. But Pittsburgh, to their credit, has always wanted De La Salle. And obviously this is they're going to have a heck of a chance. We talk about Rashada, who's a terrific quarterback, and not only that, but they got five guys and who could be division one receivers as well. Yes. And, and, and that's the point they have depth in their skill position. Plus they are solid on the line. This is, uh, you know, uh, Rashad, uh, threw one beautiful ball in that scrimmage. It was like 38, 40 yards. Perfect to the, uh, uh, end zone. And, and it, it's just, uh, yeah, they've, they've got talent. Uh, they know their coaching staff obviously knows what they're doing. Vic Galley, former Dale South player, uh, is is a terrific coach and has a great staff. And uh, yeah, I I I I am very interested to see how this plays out this year. That if it comes down to what we think it will, Dale South Pittsburgh for the NCS uh, championship. This is the first time in a long time that I think they actually might be able to have a shot. And that would be a heck of a game to call. And uh, I think that's something when we talk about down year in terms that could be interpreted in in so many different ways. I don't look at last year as a down year because they won that NCS Open Championship. But I think in terms of it, you know, if people want to really use that term, I guess that it could be it. If if it's a year where we don't win NCS, I mean, then you could, I guess that's certainly a more legitimate reason to to call it that, I guess. Yeah, uh, I I would agree with that. I mean, I I think the the attitude is a little bit, you know, St. Francis ends the Bay Area winning streak and, uh, um, you know, the other St. Francis comes in from Maryland and, you know, puts a bit of a whipping. And that was a really good team, obviously. But yeah. And then Folsom beats them at at De La Salle. I mean, that's that's not they don't lose a lot of games at home. No, and that's something that Chip they have on their shoulder. I'm sure they're. Co- I mean, that's something that they're reminded of through all the workouts that they've had since January. Derek, what can you say as far as maybe what you've uh, seen or from the team? Because obviously they've had that full year of workouts for the first time, like I said, since the you know the 2019 season, and uh, that's a big deal in terms of when you talk about the, the for the program as we know it's uh, where they've been able to get a step up on others is the the way that the training that the guys have gone through year after year and so forth. But uh, from what I've heard, it seems like a pretty together group. I mean, guys that have each other's back and so forth in terms of it doesn't seem like a ego is going to be too much of a problem for this. Not that it ever really is in De La Salle, but yeah. it seems like they got a good group there. Yeah, I think I think I've seen two things. One, um, it's a it's a commitment to uh, a little bit more old school, I think, is, is what's been kind of thrown around campus lately. You can just feel the vibe is more. Um, there's some intent behind it. Not that there wasn't be- before, but it's sort of a, like a silent march, if you will, because there, in, in previous years when we maybe lost a state game or something, you might see, you know, an opponent uh, or the score posted in the weight room or something. But I haven't seen any of that. It's been completely focused on the group that's committed to uh, to this experience. Um, coaching staff looks a little bit different. And uh, some younger guys, some alum that have come back, MJD, Teron Ward, those type of guys. And they're kind of bringing a different perspective and a different element, which I think this group from, from what I've seen is responding very well to. Um, and then the second thing, like I kind of building off of that is just uh, there seems to just be a focus on just getting back to playing Spartan football, you know, and, and however you want to define that um, either as a fan or maybe as a coach or just a, 
just a casual observer. Um, it sounds like these guys will be sh- will be showing a little bit more of things that we're used to, whether that's hitting or whether that's just discipline, uh, attention to detail, those type of things. Um, seem to be seem to be the the overall theme right now. So it's been kind of exciting. I've just been kind of walking around and heading out to practice when I can. And uh, I've obviously overheard coaches meetings and things like that and meetings with players. And um, it's just, it seems like everybody's on one direction and that's really exciting to see. Um, so here's you know, my question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Here's my question. Are the kids telling you that they feel something actually slipped last year that they, that it was whether no, I don't know what, know what the language would be down yeah, yeah. here or whatever, but you know, do they feel that something slipped? I think so. Okay. I think so. And I haven't had a sit down one V one conversation with any of, of the boys, but like I said, you definitely, I'm around it enough to know kind of what the vibe is. And, um, you know, I hear different things and maybe as they're ending a workout, when they do their break, you hear kids say, Hey, this and that about last year. But again, I think it's, uh, it's been a nice long off season and now into the preseason where they've been able to just focus on, on getting better and, and doing things the right way. And, um, for coach Allen bought it to kind of be excited, you know, uh, maybe not outwardly, maybe not to the media or anything like that, but I can tell that, uh, you know, he thinks this group has a lot of potential and hopefully they have a chance to reach it, you know? Well, we'll see it Friday night as far as the opener. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this season. You know, of course, yeah. I'm excited for football all the time, but particularly when you get into August, as far as seeing everything get in our way. I mean, I, um, this game against Monterey Trail is, is it, um, a road game to start the year. It's, I mean, in terms of, I, I don't know about you, Damon, I'm going to be looking for a lot of things, but uh, I guess the main thing in particular to look for the team stars, just see if we can, if the team can establish any kind of offensive, I guess, consistency and rhythm in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, we might not know maybe until the Sarah and St. Francis games and so forth more about the team. And so, but I, I would like to see something in terms of where you get like some uh, rhythm going offensively where, you know, we see the typical De La Salle attack where they can march down the field a few times uh, against Monterey Trail. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard but just because Monterey Trail last year, you know, that, that might have been the best Spartan offensive game of the year. I mean, the. Uh, certainly of the non-league games, you know, 438 yards of offense. And uh, that was the game that Derman threw four touchdown passes in. It's, uh, you know, like, so, you know, we're hearing Monterey trails better this year. And uh, so hopefully it is a good test and a good measuring stick. Um, but yeah, you kind of wonder, you think, uh, yeah, that's Sarah game the next week. That's going to be the real first test. Yeah. Sarah, like De La Salle, a top 10 team in the States and, uh, they'll be coming to Owen Owens for the Spartan opener. So yeah, it's going to be, uh, pretty challenging schedule and uh, something we're going to find out of course in the non-league with uh, the Spartans as far as these uh, tough games that they have on their schedule including that trip down to San Diego Cathedral Catholic a team that seems pretty together but obviously you know those road trips kind of get brings teams even more together as well so I mean that's going to be a thrilling when they play down south so uh, definitely looking forward to this season um, anything Damon you want to add before we I think, uh, I mean, the Sarah thing is interesting because that's the game ESPN chose. Usually they seem to prefer a, a, a battle between two regional, you know, two separate regions. And so for them to take an all Bay Area battle there that, the, you know, that's I think that's a tribute to, you know, what uh, what Sarah's done. And Sarah makes the, the, you know, the open division state final last year and uh, got to see up close what De La Salle has been seeing for a few years, which is how good modern day is. But yeah. uh um, the, uh, you know, like that's, that's, I think that's great for Bay area football because De La Salle gets to be on ESPN almost annually, you know, 
And uh, on the other hand, here's a chance for Patrick and his kids to be on ESPN too. And, and that, and I think that's pretty cool. I, I have a soft spot for Patrick. I love him. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's a good guy for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite, probably the fairest Spartan ever to watch. I mean, in terms of when he was a player back in the early nineties and uh, yeah, we're looking forward. That's going to be a really good contest against the Padres coming up next week. Well, uh, Derek, you have anything to add? No, just like you, just, you guys have been saying, I'm, I'm excited for the season. Obviously I'm, I'm a fan of all of our sports, but uh, obviously there's something special about friday night lights and uh i think i'll make the trip out this week to uh monterey trail and check that one out just to uh get my feet wet before sarah next week but uh you know i appreciate you guys time obviously looking forward to hearing you guys back in the booth and looking forward to another great season of spartan football so it's all good all right looking forward to another one damon thank you so much uh spartans and monterey trail coming up on friday night at uh, 6 45 on de la salle tv looking forward to have you join us for that it's been another edition of de la pod that's a wrap on this episode of de la pod with pat o'rourke and Derek brown i'm mike dawson from the class of 92 we'd like to thank the de la salle high school and community for its support If you like what you heard, be sure to tune in next time. And of course, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to De La Pod.